Welcome to day two. I'm back with Jordan. We're going to recap what we saw. Again, no pads. So keep that in mind as we're giving analysis. And we're going to talk about the quarterback as we always do. We're going to give you who we thought the player of the day was and just everything in between. So let's start out with the injuries. Uh, no true Williams again. Um, still excused for a personal reason. Eric Armstead didn't practice and D'Amico Ryans wouldn't say why. Um, so we'll see if anything's going on there. And again, uh, Mike McGlinchey wasn't in for every rep at right tackle when he wasn't. Jalen Moore was in instead. And then Javon Kinlaw, just as we just as we expected, and just what Kyle Shanahan said the other day, uh, Javon Kinlaw was in and out of the lineup. I, I noticed that Bosa sat out of period too, but again, I'm not taking much away from any of that at all. They're going to take care of their guys. Uh, let's start with Trey Lance because that's probably what people want to hear about and people want to talk about. Jordan, what were your impressions from Trey Lance day two? I think the biggest thing that I came away with was that it was apparent that there's going to need to be a certain amount of reps for him to feel really comfortable operating this offense because I thought that his biggest issue today was simply consistency. I thought that there were a couple reps that were uh, – very good where he I thought he was decisive he put the ball in a good spot uh, he showed off that arm strength he showed off his mobility a little bit but there were also a number of plays where I thought that the ball placement was not good and I thought that he was a little indecisive took too long to get the football out and there are things that I don't think are fatal flaws I just think that again it's something where the more reps he gets the more comfortable he's gonna get and I think this being the first true off season where he's the guy fully taking the reins it's just going to be an adjustment going forward, but it is something to keep an eye on if he can really work on getting more consistent with his reps over the course of these 11 on 11 periods. Yeah. So as we're watching these, you can tell that the defense are going to be ahead of the offense and that's no surprise. So uh, 35 passes and between all the quarterbacks, there were 11, uh, the defense got their hands on 11 passes, so four interceptions and seven pass breakups. I had in my notes that Trey Lance just looked a little indecisive and there were some plays where you hear the crowd hooing and eyeing, but it's so evident that those were sacks. Like those aren't real plays that would be counted. And to, I wouldn't really blame the offensive line for that. He had a pocket. And again, it just seems like uh, I, I don't want to say he doesn't know what the defense is throwing at him just yet, but it's second day, man, he's still figuring it out. Um, but I think the real concern was the, some, I guess the ball placement is accuracy. Trey Lance, when he misses, he misses pretty badly. And there were a couple plays that stand out. One was just like a five-yard in route to Juwan Jennings where he drops back, throws the ball on time, and instead of leading him, the ball is like three or four yards behind uh, Jennings. And, and there were a couple other throws like that. Do you think we should read much into Trey Lance's inaccuracies early on? Or is it Mike Silver was right and we just take the loss right now? Uh, I think that it's too early to really have a confident opinion either way. I think, again, uh, if this is something that we're still talking about, you know, heading into the third preseason game, coming out of joint practices, then, yeah, there'll be a certain level of concern there. But I also want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, you know, these guys are coming off a relatively long period of still working, but not in this team setting, not ramped up the way training camp is. And I do think there's a little bit of rust all around. And defenses are always going to have the advantage when you're talking about the first few days of a training camp. And then when you factor in the 49ers having a top five defense over the last three seasons and you're adding a guy like Traverius Ward into that secondary, and I know we'll get to that. He was incredible today. I'm willing to give Trey Lance a little bit more of a, the benefit of the doubt based on the fact that 
I think the defense being so good is what's causing him to overthink a little bit. I don't think he wants to force the ball to certain spots. And I think that um, that level of competition is making him think a little bit more than just reacting and putting the ball where he knows it needs to go. And I think it'll sort itself out organically in the coming weeks. Timothy Smith says, critics love judging. Just wondering if any played football at all. Um, a little background for me. I played at the FCS level. Uh, Texas Southern was D1AA back then. Um, played football all growing up. Have coached football for the last seven years. I would feel confident in my knowledge about football against anybody on the internet, Tim. And when we're talking about this, like this isn't for the thin-skinned folks. This isn't to be attacking Trey. Um, it wasn't attacking Jimmy last year. It's not going to be attacking Purdy, Nate Sudfeld, any of the guys. We are literally just telling you what happens from our perspective, from our vantage point. And like we don't expect everybody to agree. For example, if there's one play, if I see something, Jordan's probably going to see it another way. That's just how football goes. So we're not trying to talk down on anybody. We are giving you a recap, giving you exactly what happened. So, um, again, uh, not trying to talk down on players. He, he was just off. Trey Lance was off today. And there's nothing wrong with saying that. There are going to be reporters who make everything seem like sunshine and rainbows. That's not what we do in Niners Nation. That's not what we've ever done. And it's not. we're not going to start now just because Trey Lance is uh, under center. So um, it, it might come off as – you know, we're, we're picking on whether, whoever it is, whether it's, you know, player A, player B. But again, uh, we're, we just want to give you guys exactly what's going on. And um, it, I, that's always how I've watched football. And it's not going to change anytime soon. Uh, let's talk about Brent Ayuk again, because he made some very good contested catches today. I guess when I said this, let's, let's tie that into the secondary. Um, because secondary was damn good. And I told you this before we logged on. It seems like Charverius Ward is almost bored. Uh, he looks very good in press coverage. He can turn and run with anybody. He had a couple of pass breakups. He's the one guy who seems like he can give Brent Ayuk like clamps. He can stay with him no matter what route uh, he's uh, what route Ayuk is running. Uh, what were some of your thoughts on Charverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley today? I thought both of those guys looked fantastic. I thought Traverius Ward was the best player on the field in general, either side of the ball during 11s. He was somebody that just looked locked in. Receivers were just having an extremely hard time getting any kind of separation. And it was just so many of the fundamental things, too. Uh, he and Mosley both had reps individually on vertical routes down the sideline where they did a really good job of pinning that receiver to the sideline and not giving them a chance to come back with the ball uh, with both feet inbounds, playing through the ball, fighting through the ball, breaking up these passes. And both of them, you know, were good balls, I thought, from Trey Lance, especially the one he threw to Jennings. I just thought it was better technique and better execution by the defensive back. And it comes back to that cliche, you know, iron sharpening iron. Like, people aren't going to want to hear about the downfalls of certain plays or bad reps from players in camp. But the reality is, is that's making these guys better. And that's what you want before the live action really begins when week one rolls around. And I think that there is no better way for Trey Lance to get thrown into the fire than going up against this defense and this secondary the way he has these last couple of days. And I would add really quick, too. Again, my whole thing with Trey Lance isn't that he was like just terrible today. I just thought he was inconsistent. I thought he flashed a ton of um, reps that really highlight why the 49ers coveted him and moved the amount of draft capital they did to get him. It's just a matter of kind of, again, iron sharpening iron, working out some of the kinks and just becoming more consistent, which I think will come with more reps and more practices. We're only on day two. It should go without saying that Trey Lance is going to look better. 
when Nick Bosa doesn't have to go against literally anybody besides Trent Williams. Trey Lance is going to look better when he has his all pro receiver and Charvarius Ward doesn't have to guard Juwan Jennings. Um, like these, again, it, it sounds like we're talking down on Trey, but we're, um, context is important here. So, yeah, Charvarius Ward is great, but the entire secondary was making plays. Emmanuel Mosley had a couple pass breakups. Uh, Talano Funga, I think, in the right role, can be very good for this team. So, what it seems like he was doing today, like he was kind of lurking over the middle of the field, playing underneath and trying to stop any crossing routes, but really coming downhill against the run, too. I think that's his best bet. And that kind of frees up Jimmy Ward to either play deep in the post or he can still play in the nickel, too. I, I do wonder if they're going to if we're going to get to a point where we see three safeties on the field um, might not have to get there. That will depend on how they feel with, uh, you know, Dark West dinner or whoever plays in the slide in the nickel. But um, again, I thought the secondary was by far the best, you know, on, on the field today. I would agree. I forgot to add to there was a play. Um, I think it was from Sudfeld. I think it was with the second team, but Ayuk ran about 17 yards upfield, this in-breaking dig route, and he went across his body, back across his body, I should say, to catch a ball while getting hit, you know, a relatively reasonably large hit, considering they're not wearing pads right now by George Odom. And he was able to come down with it. So I think there's a little bit of, you know, they weren't fighting. There wasn't anything that we're gonna see when the pads actually do come on. But there's a level of competition that's going on now for day two that should definitely be encouraging to 49ers fans. Like these guys are starting to get a little chippy with each other. They're definitely trying to um, put their best effort going forward. And I think that while you ideally believe that's going to be the case for every team in the NFL, I think there's a level of, you know, buying in that you're getting from these players very early on in camp that's very encouraging given the aspirations they have for this team going uh, forward this season. Could not agree more. And let's talk about some of the injuries. So, again, no Trent Williams, no Debo Samuel. Uh, Spencer Burford is the right guard, it seems like. So uh, I mentioned Mike McGlinchey was out a little bit for some series. Jalen Moore filled in for him. But I don't know where the Spencer Burford love is coming from. Um, And that's not a bad thing. I'm just – it's brand new to us. I think that's what's really uh, catching us off guard. So he's been at right guard for two days in a row now. Yesterday was Jake Brindle at center. Um, he, I don't know if he got demoted right away, but today, Daniel Brunskill, he's the first team center. I don't know if that's going to be a thing here. We still got to see what the team views or how the team views Donovan West and um, uh, like Jason Poe, I believe is his name out of Mercer. And then on the other side of the ball, no Eric Armstead. So Charles Aminihu filled in for him. That was kind of interesting to me because it could be Ridgeway. It could be one of the other traditional defensive tackles. That was not the case. Uh, I I like that, though, just because Amini Hugh lets them keep the, their athleticism advantage. And uh, they like to move a lot up front. And Amini Hugh is obviously an athletic uh, an athletic guy, so he can slant and stunt and do all those things. Um, they, their best formation is when they do the, the little boss front where they go three guys on one side, Nick Bosa's one-on-one on the other, Fred Warner walks down, and you just really don't have a chance as an offensive line. So uh, as we're talking about Trey Lance and his stats, know that he's he's facing a damn good defense and, you know, he has a very an aggressive, um, a very aggressive defensive line coming after him. Did you get a chance to see any of the offensive line today? And if so, uh, what were your takeaways? Yeah, I did. I thought that Brunskill definitely, in my opinion, is the the front runner for that center job. And I felt like he always had a realistic chance. I think I wrote about it a couple months ago for Niners Nation. Um, it just makes sense because he's the guy that has the experience in the system and at the position. 
Um, Brendel obviously has been with the team beyond just this past offseason, but I think that Brunskill having seen that um, he's taken that role on before during an offseason. If you remember during that 2020 season before they had the revolving door, Ronis Gross, who played snaps there. Brunskill did get a considerable amount of work during that 2020 training camp at center. And he just appears like a guy who has the body. He has the, the build to be a center. I think he's a really smart player. And he looks really good when he's getting off those initial blocks and getting to the second level. So I think he's kind of in that driver's seat for the role. I was a little surprised that Brendel was the guy that went with day one. But it just feels like Brunskill is going to be the guy when the regular season rolls around. I did also notice that uh, with Jalen Moore playing right tackle, I think they're just being careful with McGlinchey having him out of the 11-on-11 portion. Uh, he had a really good rep against Kevin Gibbons on an outside toss to the left, working across the formation from right to left. And Kevin Gibbons is not easy to block, especially without pads the last couple of days. So that was a play that definitely stood out to me, and I'm very encouraged by what I've seen from Moore so far. Um, it's just going to be, again, a situation where this offensive line has barely played together in the way that's being constructed now with Trent Williams out, McGlinchey missing time, uh, new players on the interior. They're going to need some time to gel, but there's been some encouraging reps from individual players, even if the overall result of the play wasn't ideal. Yeah, this is going to be a work in progress. This is a pretty young team on offense. So uh, breaking in Trey Lance, first-year starting quarterback, breaking in some new offensive lines. So they're going to take time to gel. And so th today, like what we saw from whether it's Lance, whether it's the young guys, like there are going to be reps that do not look good. We are judging them on progress. So who cares how they look right now? We want to know the end result or, I guess, making sure that they're getting better day by day. So before we get out of here, let's talk about – the best players that we saw today. Uh, I'm going to go, I mean, it for me, it probably has to be somebody in the secondary. I did like, and we haven't pointed this out yet, Danny Gray's speed does make a difference. Like, he can get behind anybody. He can run by anybody. And they're going to be able to take advantage of that down the field. And all that's going to do is open up things underneath for guys like uh, Kittle and Debo and even Ayuk on the backside one-on-one. -on -one. But I liked what I saw from Jimmy Ward. I know he had the interception. That was kind of a gift, but... He can play all over. He can make plays. The The safety duo is going to be interesting to watch to see how they use him. But a big fan of Jimmy Ward, but he was not the best, best player. I'll let you take that. Jimmy Ward was fantastic today. Sorry about that. Um, but this is what is so crazy about this 49er secondary. I don't think he was the best player with the last name Ward on the field today. That's how good Charvarius was. And I think that duo, somebody will come up with some creative name with both of them being Ward. I, you know, Fully expect that in the coming weeks. But, man, Charvarius Ward was just incredible today. Receivers were just having such a difficult time getting anything going against him. Couldn't separate. When they were able to separate, he was attacking the ball at the catch point. He was really good, again, fighting through the ball, um, forcing these guys to have very small windows on the sideline when they were trying to work those out routes to the side. He looks like everything you'd hope for in a number one corner so far. And the 49ers have to be feeling really good at this point. Again, there's not pads on yet. It's not the regular season. There's a long way to go before taking a victory lap on the signing. But based on where we are today after day two of training camp, the 49ers have to be feeling really good about that contract they gave Traverius Ward and the move they made to bring him in. Because I just think he's a difference maker at the corner position that they haven't had in a while. They've had a good secondary for a while, but I think Ward just adds another level to that secondary. And then you pair him with a guy like Mosley. Mosley's one of the most underrated corners in the league, in my opinion. He had another strong day, too. Sky's the limit for these guys, but uh, Tarverius Ward, to me, looks every bit of the cornerback one that I believe the 49ers signed him to be. Yeah, and Mosley's been making plays. So last year, 
he finished in the top 25 in success rate amongst all DBs. So it's not like he's this bum. He just needs to, I think his best bet is just a CB2. So getting in a guy like Charvarius Ward who can follow other number one receivers, that's only going to make the safety play better. So um, it, it is promising to see the secondary. I want to see how Charvarius Ward does against Debo strength one-on-one. That's what I'm looking forward to seeing next week. So uh, hopefully by then, Debo has a new deal, so he'll be on the field. That'll do it for us today. Uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow for day three of recap of what we saw at the 49ers training camp. Thanks, for, uh, thanks everybody, for listening. Please leave us five stars uh, wherever it is you get your podcast. Rate, subscribe, review, and go Niners. 